Welcome to the Priory Learning Trust podcast, TPLT Talks. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we've been away quite a while. Um, COVID got the better of us, so there's been quite a gap between the last podcast and, and this one. Um, but hopefully... You'll all tune in now for the next few weeks because we've got some great podcasts lined up. I'm busy recording over the next couple of weeks with lots of different groups of people from across the Trust. So uh, fingers crossed um, you'll all have some really interesting podcasts to listen to over the next couple of weeks and we can keep it going without another break. Um, I've got some new guests with me today. Um, I'm going to go around and introduce them all now. But what I've got with me is our, our directors, our core subject directors. So we've got Tom with us, uh, Director of English, Louise, Director of Science, and Sharon, Director of Math. So welcome, guys. Hello, thank you. Good morning. Hello. Okay, so look, the, the, the way I like to kick these things off is with a little bit of a who are you, how did you end up here um, kind of introduction to colleagues who might not have met you because whilst... I know you guys work across all of our schools. Um, there will be people who haven't yet met you who are wondering, so what do these guys do and where did they come from and what made them a director and actually what is a director, perhaps? Um, so that's really what I'd, I'd quite like to explore today. So um, perhaps I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick off with Tom, um, as that's where I started with a round of introductions. Um, so Tom, tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you. Um, so... I ended up in this role uh, coming out of um, English teaching and then running English departments in, in a large multi-academy trust in Bristol. You may have heard of Cabot Learning Federation. Um, I spent a few years there uh, running English departments. I, I then... I need the boo hiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I was... Uh, running an English department. I then ended up uh, doing various leadership roles within the trust um, before I moved here. Um, went to a few schools, experienced some things. At that point, really honestly thought that I may end up doing uh, pastoral roles. But after a couple of years of that, realized I was really missing the challenge of um, English itself and curriculum and, and the teaching and learning. Um, saw this uh, job advertised, had a, a really a surprisingly long conversation with Neville on the phone when I phoned up to find out about the job and the, the amount of time he spent talking to me about the role um, and then the fact that he suggested that I speak to Angelus and um, I phoned Angelus and again got a lot of uh, conversation on the phone really made me kind of enthusiastic about joining the trust because it made me feel like the the people who were running the schools and, and running the trust were um, really invested in their staff and invested in making sure they got the right person and so I was quite excited to apply for the job and I've really enjoyed it since doing it for well this is our third year my third year now in, in the trust and yeah I really feel like it's home and and um, really feel like I can do a good job. Yeah brilliant thanks Tom. Um, we'll, we'll perhaps unpick a bit more what the job is later on but interested to see your your journey here from outside of the organisation. Um, and I'll throw over now to Louise, who's done a bit of both, being outside and inside the organisation for a number of years. Louise. Yes, thank you. Um, I haven't been in and out that much. Um, but uh, I did start my um, journey at Priory Community School, actually, back in 2005 as an NQT, um, and quite quickly uh, took on the role of, of Key Stage Lead, 
um, into the second science, second in science role and head of science, which I did for for quite a number of years. Um, took on some whole school sort of responsibilities and and got promoted whilst I was on my first maternity leave actually into an AP role. So um, I was I was truly invested and. Um, and um, I then took on what I what did I do then? I then went to another school for a couple of years, but realised that the private learning trust was really where I wanted to be, um, and rejoined like Tom sort of three years ago um, as the director of science. Brilliant! The trust seems to be quite good at bringing people back, doesn't it? <laughs> once you've once you've had a taste of being part of the private learning trust, you 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 don't really want to leave. No. Um, certainly um, my time away from the trust I, I was still in contact with Neville a lot so he would drip feed information just enough I guess to entice me and to make me think actually I'm missing out on something here hmm. um, and I, I want to be part of that so yeah I think he played a very good trick on me actually <laughs> and others but it, it seems to work quite well well it definitely <laughs> does yeah okay brilliant and and Sharon slightly different journey for you as well I guess um, I suppose, yes, it has been. So I'm kind of the trust born and bred, really. I did my PGCE here, had Neville as my mentor when I was an NQT. Um, I spent all my teaching life within trust schools. Um, worked as head, head of year, assistant head of year, um, was more able coordinator for maths. Um, and then Again, have had close conversations with Neville through the years about where my career was going and thought about doing head of faculty roles, um, tried that for a bit. And then this role came up and I thought, actually, this, this is exactly what I want to do. This is, this is the perfect route for me. So uh, that probably leads us in quite nicely, doesn't it? Uh, this is the perfect route. You, you've all kind of talked about this job really excited you and, and got you hooked. Um, so what do you do? Obviously, I know what you do because I line manage you, but I'm not going to let on. I'm going to let you guys tell that bit. I think certainly what we do now is, is slightly different to what we did three years ago. And I think, actually, I'll, I'll just say it really briefly. For me, the role is still evolving. I mean, there's a core set of uh, roles and responsibilities that we have. And I'll let Tom sort of share those because he'll put it much more eloquently than I will. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a moving, moving beast, I think. Um, and I guess that's something that we have to sort of be prepared to to roll with you know um to take the phrase change agents you know we, we need to help manage change and move us forward in the right direction and that's as much as i'll say right now tom okay i guess that's my cue then um yeah I, I agree with you that it has certainly evolved and i think it will always evolve won't it because i mean fundamentally we're responding to what we what we see or perceive as as what is required in our schools to get the best outcomes from our, for our students in our subjects. And um, I mean, in brief terms, that is essentially, you know, the, the fundamental sort of components of our jobs are anything that, that we can offer value to that will improve outcomes from the students in our core subjects. And so, you know, you can talk about specifics, you can talk about sort of a, a typical day being something where you might spend 20 minutes in the classroom, um, either looking at particular students or, uh, or working with particular teachers on something they want to work with. You might spend you know, a 40 minute meeting with uh, someone who leads within your subject. You may very well have uh, time spent with the leadership team within, within the schools, looking at sort of broader priorities and, and how the, you know, what, they're, what they're doing with their subject leaders is matched up with how you're supporting those subject leaders. 
Um, you may very well also spend some time that day um, looking wider, looking outside of the trust, trying to pick up on you know new initiatives and new ideas or pieces of research that help you to make the right decisions. And um, but what amount of time you spend doing each one of those kinds of pieces of work is entirely dictated by what your priorities are within that school at the time. But I think, I, I suppose that the core distinction between what we do and what happens sort of on a day-to-day -day basis in a school is that we have that time and that space and that flexibility to look broader, to identify patterns across our schools, to put individuals in touch with each other across the schools and to really help build that sense of a trust as a single entity working towards the best outcomes for their kids. Um, I'm going to lose nodding a lot, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I knew he would pull it so well. <laughs> I think also what we're doing is because we've got primary and secondary schools within our trust, we're able to kind of bring those two together a lot more. We're doing quite a lot of work on the transition from primary to secondary schools, so I think that's quite important at the moment as well. And, and have you seen a, a, a big shift this year in your, your work across both primaries and secondaries? Because I know, you know, obviously, Tom said then you've been doing this role for three years. Pretty much two of those years have been COVID, um, where, you, where you couldn't really go out and, and visit other schools. So I, I know you found it a challenge to get yourselves involved with the primaries. Big shift there, big change? Definitely. Um, this year I've been very fortunate to be able to go to St Anne's um, and teaching a lovely little group of Year 6 students um, some maths, which has really opened my eyes as to what our Year 6 students are capable of doing and so therefore what they can actually do when they get to secondary school. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be working... Such a critical thing to understand, isn't it? That I, I'm not convinced we still do well enough in the secondary sector um, understanding quite how good quite what they're able to achieve at primary level. They are a lot more capable than, than I've ever realised being a secondary teacher. So yeah, that's been eye-opening and I know I'm going to be carrying on doing some work there at Castle Branch School and I'm going to be going there and hopefully teaching another group of Year 6 students. So this is quite a critical role for you guys, isn't it? Because you're the ones who do manage to move across the schools. This is going to be a, a key feat. Perhaps we'll pick it up a little bit later on when I when I ask you what your priorities are for this year. But, you know, I, I'm guessing this is one of those things that you are able to bridge that gap between the two sectors that, that teachers can't always do, yeah? Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the biggest things that I've been working on recently is actually establishing who is responsible for leading and managing science within the primary schools because, um, you know, it's important that we have a very good working relationship so we understand what it is that we are trying to achieve uh, collectively together or at the school level or trust level um, for our students and, and given that science is, is thankfully coming back onto the radar it, it, it's it's a great opportunity that I have here to start to move things forward and and help our students experience science in the way that we want them to. Yeah and, uh, and it sounds almost like it's set up but just before we started this uh, Sharon and I were uh, talking through some some planning that I was looking at that was um, around writing in, in Key Stage 2 and I was drawing the parallels between that and how we teach writing at GCSE and, and the parallels are, oh, I've lost the word, but there are many, there are many parallels, there we go, <laughs> plentiful, there we go, yeah, plentiful, I got there eventually. Um, and I think, I think that's a, a, another point to pick up here, which is that the students absolutely have the capabilities. Um, 
there is something there around also around the expectations of of our key stage two teachers being you know you know honorably high and 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 really kind of pushing the, those students on and i think it, it'd be really it'd be really wonderful to sort of be confident that that we are always challenging our students to do something that's right at the edge of their abilities because i think you know the and it's understandable when you've got 30 different students with 30 different sets of needs in a classroom, but but fundamentally, they're learning the most when they are right up against what they are capable of and trying to push on. And I, and I think the more time we can spend putting them in that position uh, at every age group, the, the better, really. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Tom. And I, you know, I get, so I guess what you're saying there, that, that a significant part of your work this year has been looking at that way of of ensuring that colleagues in both sectors understand what what the needs are of the curriculum, what the abilities are of the children, um, maintaining those really high standards all the time, as you said, pushing them to the edge of their their, their limits. What what are the what other areas of work have you been engaged in predominantly this year? Then has there been any particular focus for anybody? Do you want me to start there? Yeah, you <laughs> might as well. Okay, I'll start there. Um, so I think. Uh, one of the biggest areas of uh, focus for us, certainly in the the, the beginning of this year, um, was to really uh, work very closely with our with our curriculum leaders and and also with our our school leaders on on the quality of our action planning in preparation for the year and in in, in ensuring that what we have is a really robust live plan that allows us to sort of uh, define what it is we want to do with the year as a subject and as a trust what our key steps are um, and the the ESRIT process so the, the, the action planning uh, format that we've used this year that's come through with at every level really within the trust has been really useful for that and so meeting with spending time with all of our uh, curriculum leads at, uh, in secondaries and, and then our subject leads within primary as well and taking that time to support and coach and, and work with um, those individuals on really coming up with the, a useful uh, sort of realistic but ambitious plan uh, was certainly a big part of our work at the beginning of the year. So the, the SRIP, um, Louise, the, the subject review and improvement plan, um, I guess one of the key things for you would have been to make sure that you fully understood the primary curriculum as well as the secondary in order to be able to support people to develop their plan? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think it's quite clear that we've all got a strong intent. Our curriculum intentions are that we want to deliver um, a curriculum that's really engaging and, and exciting, but one that supports students to be successful um, at whatever stage that they're in, um, so that they've got core knowledge as well as skills. Um, and our resources that we were developing prior to this year um, look like they will they would help us to do that but it's only really this year that we've been able to focus properly on the implementation of it um, and so therefore within the secondary environment it's about well the pedagogy teaching and learning and the, the decisions that teachers are making uh, within the classroom for the students that they have in front of them um, and that's the sort of thing that we're going to start to explore a bit more now in the new year uh, 2022 with our with our primary colleagues is is actually we we know what we know what the map looks like within your school in particular but actually can we say if we were to evaluate practice what is what, what are the good things and what things need to be improved so certainly the um the the syrups has has got us focusing um on the same things but it might sound or look or hear differently within each of the schools 
So Sharon, it's it's definitely not one plan that comes from you as director and everybody's got to follow then. It's No, definitely not. Um, As I think Tom said, we sat down with all our subject leads and we've looked at what each individual school, what their priorities are, and then we've looked at the um, faculty ones from there. So we're kind of trying to work within the school and within the faculty. So everyone will look different. Okay, so you've looked at whole school data to start with and then taken that down a level yeah definitely and what are the focuses for each school so you know is it um, boys are underperforming is it the high ability students um, and then really developed our SRIPs to look at those to improving those areas it's, um, just as you were talking there about the data and and the steps we've taken I, I wanted to sort of I think uh, the luxury of having us three to work with our curriculum leaders sometimes so that you've got the data and you've got that kind of bigger more macro sense of what's going on in a school and then those questions maybe come from a leadership team down to the the curriculum leader or the whole school shares an area of target and I think those meetings where we spend and can give the time to our curriculum leaders to to spend an amount of time looking at the data but also talking qualitatively about what goes on in the classroom and the students that we're serving um, is where the the planning that we then do together out of the back of that really adds that extra dimension of really honestly being really aware of what the classroom is like or the classrooms are like and trying to respond best to the needs within that room. And I think there's that that process makes it impossible for us to be dictating what happens and puts us very much in a position of, well, I may have some ideas and some expertise that will support you with that, but fundamentally, this is your school, your priorities, and as long as we agree on those priorities, my job is to help you to address them as best you can. Definitely, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I found that most of my faculty leaders were doing a lot more than actually what they thought they were, and they just needed to get it down on paper, and then just know that they were looking at it, it was it was a question of just kind of focusing. You guys clearly spend a lot of time talking to each other as well, because I'm sure you find um, lots of similarities in in things that you want to share, particularly when you're talking about pedagogy. You know, at the end of the day, quality first teaching is quality first teaching in maths, English, or science, isn't it? Um, and, I, and I'm guessing you guys share a lot there. Um, but also, I know you do a lot of work outside of the trust. Um, what what have you been engaged in there, and what are the benefits? I guess. I'm looking for benefits both sides here. Are there benefits to us? Um, there are clearly benefits to the schools, the other schools that you go and work with. What do we get back from that as well? Okay, I'll go firstly. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, well, I'm a bit of a magpie. So I will, I've been an SLE for it must be four or five years now. Um, so I've spent a lot of time going to schools and looking at what they're doing really well, as well as helping and advising them and stealing it and bringing it back. So statistics GCSE is what we are bringing in in a couple of our secondary schools. I took that from one of my SLE schools. Um, the further maths as well, I've stolen that and brought that. So yeah, it's, it's a partnership, I think being an SLE we are there to go in and and help other schools and other departments but you can guarantee that you'll always find something that they're doing that's positive to bring back yeah absolutely and I think um you may be able to tell this but I enjoy talking about things um (laughs) the um there's at least three or four things maybe not wholesale removed from other schools but certainly in terms of like that 
that level of understanding or or, or intent behind things. So, um, so a, a significant proportion of the work that I have done recently on on literacy within the, within the trust. Um, a lot of those decisions were informed by some really in-depth meetings I've had as an SLE at a school with the whole school literacy lead. Um, and so sometimes it's wholesale um, pieces of work or approaches and other times it is that every time you have a professional conversation, your understanding and ambition to do the best you can about something is improved. Um, difficult to quantify sometimes, <laughs> but, but certainly useful. I just think it's it's great CPD for us as well and the, and the fact that actually um, we gain from that which then means the colleagues who we work with back in our trust will gain um, from as, as Tom said those professional uh, conversations that we have um, about teaching and learning leadership and management all, all matters concerning what we do day to day in education yeah I think uh, there's a lot of people reflect on the best CPD is visiting other schools um, and, uh, and you're in a position where you can do that without impacting on the classroom um, which is one of the beauties of having directors, isn't it? Well, it just gets um, the Priory Learning Trust uh, known as well, um, especially to some of our more local schools in South Somerset. You know, they, they know about us and, and, and are intrigued by it, by us and, and want to come and visit us. Um, and who knows, down the line, they might want to work for us. So it's also good key recruitment. It matters. I always outward facing as well, looking Absolutely. at what's going on. Interesting, um, you know, clearly not all schools, not all trusts, um, are in a position where they have the luxury of of directors. I know Sharon, you were at a, a at a conference recently, weren't you? Where you were quite surprised, I think. I was. I was in Birmingham on a maths mat lead conference, and it was fascinating. There were, I think, about fifty of us in a COVID friendly environment. Um, mm. But I was one of the few who was a director full-time. There was a VP who had to do it one day a week. Um, lots of other staff were doing it part-time as well as, as a full teaching load. So, yeah, I feel that we are very lucky to be in this position where we have this, I, I won't say freedom, but I suppose it is freedom to be able to um, monitor ourselves and, and, and go where, where it's appropriate and help where it's needed. I guess from from my own experiences being a head of head of science, you know that that there are critical points in the year where you just can't do any any real reflection or or, or extra sort of reading around uh, leadership and management and 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 te uh, teaching and learning of, of science in in your faculty spaces. So actually, we're not replacing uh, that, but what we're doing is we're able to. Uh, look at the evidence ourselves or we uh, or find out what the research is and we're able to then disseminate it through or distill it down for our subject leads so that they are you know still operating at this at at the level that we want them to but um, are able to do their their jobs day to day uh, really well as well a really key theme that's coming through from you guys um, and maybe a misconception for some people um, is that you're not there um, you're not there managing or leading the heads of science and demanding that they do this and making sure that they hit that target or another very much feels like a partnership where, where you're doing a lot of things that they're not able to do because they're so engaged in the day-to-day -day running of a department is that is that is that fair definitely i mean it, ha it has to be a partnership for it to work it, it it's not a dictatorship and they're in there day in day out within their schools looking at the running of their departments so so us working together is the only way that we're really going to be able to push things forward brilliant and we take a very strategic 
view as well. But obviously we need our subject leads to understand how, how they're going to motivate their teams and individuals to, to move in the, the direction that they want to and, and we want them to go in um, to, to get change. And yeah. Well, talking to st- strategically, Louise, what what are what are the big plans for this year? Perhaps if we start with you, what what are your what are you, your key focus areas? What can we expect to see? Because I know we've talked a lot this year about consolidation, not introducing too much new, um, but clearly that can't go on forever, and, and and clearly some things will be developing. So, what are, what are your well? Perhaps we'll go around all of you, but we'll start with Louise. Um, what what are your key priorities for this year? I mean, the key priorities for us uh, in science is to ensure that when we're delivering our curriculum, we're we're delivering it based on the the, the big ideas, um, and how we're able to communicate those big ideas so um, a little bit more uh, powerfully, so that understanding is is secure in in all our students. So, I mean, that sounds like a wa- load of waffle, actually. But um, I mean, we've just implemented um, a mastery curriculum uh, within our secondary environment. Um, so um, I've sort of taken the ideas from that, and I've spoken to the primary. School uh, science leads to so that they understand it and think well, actually well we're not doing things too dissimilar from that so how can that support our students to move from year six to year seven uh, maybe we just need to tweak things or, or do things slightly differently so um, th- it's all based around as I said before the implementation of, of the curriculum and, in- and ensuring that staff are given the necessary training and, and, and the right support um, but to be able to identify that you've got to evaluate and to be able to evaluate that you've got to see it and you've got to feel it and you've got to um, go into classrooms and speak to students and look at books and do you know learning walks um, and so really that's that's the key priority is, is just find out what we do well celebrate it and identify the things that need um, more input and support from from me and from others um. for English <coughs> we we are focusing very much on the quality of the writing for our students uh, from year seven all the way up um there's fairly compelling evidence nationally of of the impact that the last few years have had on on students abilities to write but also some really uh really positive sort of research on on how quickly they can pick back up with the right instruction and so at every level primary upwards we're really focusing on the quality of student writing and fundamentally that comes down to their actual understanding of how the English language works. Um, in addition to that, uh, we're certainly for our exam classes focusing on those students who are really capable of some really high grades and sometimes just miss the mark. Um, it's been a really interesting few weeks looking at um, data recently about which students in our schools maybe are doing really, really well across a lot of their subjects, but maybe aren't quite hitting it in one of their core subjects. Um, that being a really great motivator for then making sure they do it in that subject. And then a huge priority for me again this year is to really continue to work hard on supporting the schools in their literacy drive and making sure that um, we are clear on exactly what it is we're doing about literacy and that we are clear on how it will appear in every classroom every day. 
Um, I think for me, I'm not going to lie, it is the bottom line it is about outcomes, um, but it is how we get there. Um, so it is looking at that transition between primary and secondary school and making sure we're not losing any of those years. Um, for me, I'm particularly interested in those high ability students and making sure that they achieve their potential and that our students are geared up if they want to, to do A-level, go to university to study maths. So that's really quite a main focus for me. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Um, clearly, some really exciting things going on. Clearly, lots of work to do. Clearly, you're loving what you do. Um, you can you can hear that in your in how enthusiastic you are about about your roles and uh, the opportunities that actually this role is affording you. I think, um, and I think it's really important to acknowledge. You know, going back to Sharon's point, how just how lucky we are as a trust to be in a position to have um, specialist directors of education, um, and uh, you know. The bottom line is we've got to improve outcomes for young people. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Um, and we all know that this year is a very important year for that. Um, hence, we're not doing too much new. You know, we're, we're, we're focusing in on, on those really important quality first teaching. What are the skills? What's the, the key knowledge that they need to be successful moving forward? So, look, really good to talk to you. I'm, I think listening to this conversation today, there's probably three or four other podcasts to come out of this further <laughs> down the road. Because um, I think I'd like to go back to each of you individually, maybe with maybe with a, one, of you, one or two of your colleagues um, to talk in a bit more detail. Perhaps primary and secondary head of subject would be good, that wouldn't would be it, good. With, with you guys? Um, to try and look at the differences and, and the similarities as well. So perhaps we'll schedule that one for a couple of weeks' time. Okay, um, I think we're about time, so that that worked rather nicely. Um, yeah, it did. It, it goes quickly, doesn't it? Once you start talking, um, particularly when you're talking about something you're passionate about, especially um, if Tom's involved. Well, I did have to wrestle the mic. Tom and I have been sharing a mic today, and I've had to wrestle it away from him a couple of times. So, um, guys, thank you ever so much for your time. Absolute pleasure as always, and uh, look forward to seeing you all soon. Thank you. Thank Take you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, maybe something you've heard, something you'd like to find out more about, or maybe you'd like to contribute and join us on one of the shows, please don't hesitate to drop me an email. Uh, that'll be at nathan.jenkins at theplt.org.uk. 